Coming to you live from Master Closet Studios, you're listening to the only podcast on the internet that might be contagious. Might. Still. How many, has it been 10 days yet? I don't, I don't know. know. I've lost track. Hey, it's the Noobs <laughs> and the Whovian. My name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. And this is the podcast that introduces a whole new generation to Doctor Who by watching an episode each week and discussing it from the perspective of a dad who's seen it before. And, and two, two sons, sons who haven't. haven't. So welcome to episode number 133, which impressed Corbin for... Some oh no! It didn't impress you. It didn't impress you. Thought me. I was wrong. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. he thought he thought That's last it. week was one thirty three. So uh, we are covering series eight, episode six, "The Woman Who Lived." This is the one where the Doctor and not Clara, but actually Lady Me, fight space lions and talk about immortality, like a lot. So much. Yeah. I don't know who wrote that, but that is right on. <laughs> yeah. Space lions and immortality. That that should be that should have been on the poster. Space lions and immortality. Uh so this was story number two fifty seven. It originally aired October, I think it was actually twenty fourth. Uh yeah, I didn't update that. Okay. Part. Oh well. It was uh October twenty fourth. Uh to did you update this? Uh no. A oh, heck of no. a lot of viewers. Let's call um, it. Um it was no, it was it was uh Hmm. Was it not a lot? It was 6.11 million okay. uh, viewers. So uh, <laughs> we've been right around that uh, that low uh, to mid 6 million mark. So um, this has not been, you know, the best of times for uh, for the old doctor here. So I mean, those are still pretty good numbers, though. I mean, you know, it's more than we have. <laughs> oh, wow. You don't say. <laughs> oh, yeah. Don't say. Uh, hey, on a side note, we did get uh, like 750 downloads in one day uh, this week from uh, Singapore. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm still not sure. Mm. We did. We've we've made a couple of adjustments to uh, our podcast feeds. So if anything uh, weird happened to your Noobs in the Whovian feed this week, we apologize. Uh, we <laughs> yeah. we uh, both split off. Uh, we have a, a new show starting on Master Closet Studios. Uh, that is completely un- unrelated. It's about um, productivity and being a business owner and things like that. So you you may see something uh, pop up about that, or you may have actually just heard that right before this episode. Um, so if you did, it's time to update your feeds. But also, we finally uh, got uh, got our site secure with a, an SSL certificate, and I, I don't know that I did it the right way. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> so, um, so you may have woken up today to discover that you have 157 new episodes Episodes of our podcast. Um, in actuality, it's just this one. <laughs> All the other ones yeah. just got cleared out of your feed as having never been heard before. So you know what that means? Now you have to start all over. Yeah. You have to listen to us again from the beginning. Yeah. Well, skip season one, of course, but. Uh, well. <laughs> you can still download season one. Hey, mm-hmm. we don't mind. Might so, not want to listen. So to I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm curious. Uh, we may have gotten those 750 downloads in one day because whatever happened in Singapore happened again when I, when I may have messed up and I may not have messed up the feeds. I may have done it right. I, I, I honestly, uh, I'm not positive because I can't see because of the way I'm set up. So anyways, uh, this episode <laughs> that we're actually here to talk about was written by Catherine Tregena. So uh, fun fact, miscellaneous trivia. This was the first episode since 2008 written by a woman. Nice. What Odd facts. What were they doing? Yeah. I don't, not Odd hiring fact. women. That's what they were doing. Um, I, all of a sudden, I can't remember the uh, the name of the episode that it was. But yeah, since uh, since 2000, I think, yes, yeah, 2008. This was also the first companion light episode since 2008. Anybody remember? Anybody? 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 
uh, midnight. Yeah, midnight. Where one. Catherine Tate uh, stayed at the pool instead of getting on the uh, crazy instead train. Instead of having a horrifying experience. On a crazy train. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this one was, as last week, was directed by Ed Bazalgette. We're going <laughs> to say that with confidence and assume that we're right. Guys, Noobs in the Hoobian is brought to you by Google Fi. That's right. Google has a cell phone company. Uh, they got started a couple years back, and we've been with them ever since. Just $20 a month gets you unlimited talk and text, and then it's just $10 per gig of data. And as Tripp's favorite Lemu friend says, you only pay for what you use. I hate those ads. <laughs> Can't stand they're so bad that I love them. No, yeah. I, they're not even that <laughs> bad. Now that we've saved, we can sit on this beach. Yeah, that one was really bad. Anyways, <laughs> uh, guys, it charges you down to the megabyte, so you literally only pay for what you use. It's not like if you use 1.01 gigs, you're going to get charged 20 bucks. Uh, you're going to get actually charged $10.10. Uh, <laughs> so you can add more lines for uh, $15 a line, and there's no change in the data rate. You just pay for what you use. So head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash fi, F-I, like Google Fi, it's like Wi-Fi, and you can get $20 off uh, after your first month, and you'll also be helping support the show. So again, noobsinthehoovian.com slash fi. So that brings us down to the checklist. Uh, the name of the episode spoken in dialogue. How did we not get this? Mm. It's just like last week. We didn't get uh, yeah. The, yeah. the girl who died. We didn't get that either. Uh, that was bizarre. That neither one. The doctor yeah, like, never said, like, you're the woman who lived. Uh, yeah. Yeah, like Honestly, he never leaned over like... Dumb. Ah, oh, look how you turned out, the woman who lived, or something like that. That that would something, be good. Something. You you, you would have expected it, especially from 12. Yeah. But yes, you know, Corbin says he would have been more angry if it had been said, so. Yeah. Which uh, makes you stupid. Wow, okay, what? <laughs> uh, the would have horny, though. The like, creature of the week no. was Leandro. So, Is quick. Is that his name? Yeah, Leandro. I'm going to give you a quick linguistic lesson. Uh-huh. Leo is lion. I don't know if that's Greek or Latin, but like Leo, the constellation is the lion and everything. Mm-hmm. And Andros is Greek for man. Really? Nice. So Leandro is literally lion man. And and as if that were not on the nose enough, someone literally said a lion man when he breathed fire at the gallows. What? So he, lions that, aren't real either. So they're just aliens. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but apparently Beauty and the Beast uh, that was actually just an alien. Was, yeah, that was, huh. was Leandro. You know, I love because uh, that's what he looked like to me. He Why looked like Beast, the Beast. Why does he Beauty breathe fire? I, He's a lion. I Why does he breathe? I fire? don't know. <laughs> so here was the weird thing for me. He kept like trying to incite the mob to hang the guy. So he yeah. kept, so there was one time where he literally said, it's time to hang him or something like that. And he was like, okay, he was doing the, in, in modern times on a show, if somebody's like trying to be undercover, what do they do? Ball cap and sunglasses yeah. or hoodie or all three. But if it's going to be medieval times, what do they do? Cloak, you know, yeah. like hooded cloak, right? Sitting in a wagon. Yeah. Yeah. This usually... I always think you would be the most suspicious person walking through ye olden town square <laughs> with the hood that is like over your face, like coming over the top of your head down to your chin. Somebody would think like, that person is very suspicious or like a monk with a terrible tailor. Yeah. And, and yet that's the trope. And yet Leandro didn't even do that I, because he was wearing the hood that like, 
didn't the hood didn't even come out around his the sides of his face like mm-hmm. his nose stuck out further than the hood <laughs> of that cloak and he's like so in the middle like, like in the middle of the day screaming like goes it's time to hang him and i'm like nobody just noticed the talking lion <laughs> No one like turned around to see who said that, and yeah. then holy crap, talking so lion. Nobody, ta- nobody noticed the literal lion, lion. man named Lion Man <laughs> until he breathed fire. Okay, so- quick question, Trip. If you see something walking upright, wearing human clothes with a cloak and a crown on its head, <laughs> and it breathes fire, would you immediately say, "Look"? It's a lion man. Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, A, who would ever say that under any circumstances unless Look, it was in the script? it's a lion man. Uh, yeah, right. But yeah, he's, as Corbin pointed out, he is inexplicably breathing fire. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, and it's because lion man. It's because lion man comes from hell for whatever reason well, in, like, this story. Well, in this particular well, version yeah. of things. Well, right. Yeah, right. and so... Uh, we didn't really get to see much else of him other than his face, right? We didn't see, did he have like paws instead of hands? He had glowing eyes. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, that was kind of Ching! Really yeah. It was so like When he was like anime. in the bushes and that was all we got to see of him at yeah. that first moment. I'm not alone. I also have a <coughs> demon hiding a in the woods. Man. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so at any rate, um, Jiggery Pokery, the, uh, the Sonic, uh, not the Sonic, sorry, the Psychic Paper this week was a pardon. That was interesting. It wasn't. Yeah. Have, I'm trying to remember. Have we seen an example of him using the Sonic to be something? The psychic psychic paper. I keep saying the Sonic, the psychic paper to be something other than self identification. Mm. Like okay, <laughs> I know he used it one time to like scan onto a bus or something. <laughs> like he used it like it was a bus pass. Um, I mean, maybe. But has he ever used it for like like this? It was a pardon paper. I was trying to think. I think he said it like the queen sent me and it showed something that the okay, queen there was, did. There was one time where he, he, yeah, he used it as like his um, recommendation, uh, not recommendations. Uh, what do they call it? Oh, I don't oh know. yeah. Cause he was flipping Crap. it behind his back. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. And, and one of them was like uh, a letter of recommendation from the Pope yeah. or something like that. Um, so I, I just thought it was interesting. Oh, we had a random jiggery-pokery this week that we haven't had in a long time. We had the Curio Scanner. As soon as he pulled that thing out, I was like, oh, is it a thing that goes ding when there's stuff? Like, I want to know what it is. And then he said, in, in what was, in my opinion, the greatest line of this episode, maybe of the season. He says, it scans for Curios. I, oh, I just realized how it got its name. <laughs> I didn't know it's like he had to say it out loud. He had to say, it's my curio scanner. It scans for, oh, I just realized how I got its name. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he said it scans for curious, which. No, he said he said curios. Did he? Okay, I'm like, it scans for curious. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> for curiosities, maybe? Like, curious is an curious. adjective. Uh, so at any rate. Um, needless sacrificial deaths, no. Um, although, Did anyone die? Sam Swift almost died. Sam he Swift almost did. He's well okay. died, died, died and then came back <laughs> and became immortal. No, he uh, started dying. Or, or well, we don't know. Remember, the doctor left that ambiguous. No, because she's like, "You totally made that up, didn't you?" And he was like, "Yeah, I did." So yeah, but to me, that was saying like, 
I don't really know. Yeah. I don't really know. So I'm also not going to leave you with another one, which was the whole reason why I well, he, left they, you with one. They weren't his. Anyway. Yeah, they weren't his. She didn't. He can like make another one, right? <laughs> but she didn't want to make anyone else. Um, That's true. Like yeah, her. yeah. She could never find anybody that uh, that she wanted to share eternity with. Which is hilarious because the doctor would probably just give it to the first companion that he met. And <laughs> yeah, you're immortal forever now. I don't know. Do you think? I mean, I, if he handed it to Rome, I guess. I guess we're in our. Can we talk about immortality section here? Uh, impromptu. I. This episode wanted to talk about immortality a lot. Right. Right. So. I mean, what would be, so imagine, imagine you would have to, you would have to think that she would give, well, okay, no, maybe you don't. What I'm talking myself out of thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just thinking aloud here because you were saying, uh, we were talking about how she, she mentioned that she never found anybody that she wanted to spend eternity with. Well, I mean, are we guaranteeing that they would have to spend eternity together? Because my first thought was obviously I mean, she would give it to somebody she no. loves, well, yeah. but would she? Yeah. Would she necessarily give it to somebody that she loved romantically, or could it be someone Maybe it's that she someone cares she about? Really but hates, so that she can fight them forever. I could almost see a shielder slash lady me doing that. <laughs> I hate lady me. Lady me. Yeah, that was very dumb. Uh, I didn't yeah. understand that. Uh, so let's see. Was there anything else? Um, oh, we had some adventures in closed captioning. Uh, we're well, going to have to be careful here segment. so that we don't give ourselves an explicit rating on iTunes. Uh, okay. <laughs> there, We typically watch with closed captions on for several reasons. Uh, one of which is, you know, when I'm trying to write down quotes, it's easier to have it yeah. up there in print. Uh, so the doctor at one point said, of course, and apparently his Scottish was too thick for the closed captioning speaking person. Quietly. Because... They put "oh crap," but not but, not mm, crap. You know, I was like, and, "What? He no." He and didn't. I went, "Whoa!" Like, the doctor that, doesn't swear. I my brain like short circuited mm-hmm. because I was thinking, "A is that what I did? I just read that? Is that really what that said?" Mm-hmm, and yeah. B, that's not at all what he said, is it? So I ran it back, and sure enough, that is what it said, but that's not what the doctor said. There was something else like that too. Uh, yeah, there was something else where. I mean, obviously, it wasn't swapping in another cuss word, uh, but there was, yeah, there was another another closed captioning bit yeah. that was completely off. And what's funny is this was mentioned in the Wikia. <laughs> I wrote this down, but it was mentioned in the Wikia that, and it it is a uh, a zone one closed captioning problem. Zone so, one. So if you're not, if you're not, I think it's zone. Is it zone? Zone. Zone. Let me one. see. This sounds amazing. Not zone. Region. <laughs> region so dvds have encoding on them for certain regions this is the dumbest thing happening in in media today in my opinion let me take that back it's one of the dumbest things happening in in modern media so you have different zones different excuse me regions throughout the world and obviously america uh the north american continent is region one and what that does is if a DVD is encoded for a different region, you can't play it on your DVD player. What? Yeah. So you can literally, 
And I've heard, I've seen complaints about this before, like on Amazon, where people, specifically with Doctor Who, people have have gotten a, a DVD and they've left a review saying, "I I bought this and I can't watch it because it's the wrong region or whatever." So it's, I think it's NTSC. I think is the encoding uh, format for it or whatever. And so uh, each each region has its own encoding. And so I guess basically like DVD players built in that region can process that code, but only DVDs from that region. So it's the dumbest thing. It's, it's copyright laws and licensing and distribution yeah, and all this kind dumb. of nonsense bull crap. Um, but essentially that problem with the, uh, with the closed captioning only happened in region one DVD release. So I don't know why, but what? the North American release of the – so if you're watching this on uh, HBO Max, which I think is where it lives now, or if you bought it on Amazon Prime Video, um, or you're watching this on a DVD in the UK, you won't see this closed captioning uh, huh. little flub here. So it only happened in Region 1. So Corbin, like you said, uh, we haven't had any adventures in closed captioning <laughs> on the list mm-hmm. for a while. So I was like – well, this, this merits bringing it back right here because we got a, a, I mean, we, we get uh, some mild cuss words on the show. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I didn't ever notice that until I was doing a podcast that I call a family friendly podcast. Yeah. And then I'm like, oh no, <laughs> like all of a sudden the show we're covering may not qualify as family yeah. friendly. Um, you get some H words and some D words, but you never got an S or like an F bomb or anything like that. So like, I oh, thought that was, yeah. That <laughs> yeah, I was like, hang yeah. on. So at any rate, um, other stuff we noticed, uh, purple is the color of death. <laughs> I think that is right. Well, based on what? I don't know. I thought it's also the color of like royalty. Yeah, it's the color of royalty, not death. <laughs> At any What's rate, on a purple shirt? So oh, I guess you're going to die. When, the, <laughs> when the, the light starts emanating from, uh, what was this guy's name? It says purple. Something, something swift. Many cultures. Really? Okay. Yeah. As soon as that light started coming out and it was purple, the doctor says, purple, the color of death. And I was like, oh, okay. I'm glad he explained that because yeah. I didn't know that. And then when they reversed it later on, and it turned yellow. He didn't say yellow is the color of. He just said the light of immortality. And I'm like, no, that's What's what, what the, the lion said. That. The lion said that. Yeah, he was I like, I thought that mm-hmm. was the doctor. The light of immortality. Oh, I thought it was the doctor because I was trying to figure out why the doctor became like the the like explanatory notes of everything that was happening on screen. Yeah. So, what have you got, uh, Corbin? Well, if you look up what is the color of death, it says purple. But if you look up what does purple represent, uh. Royalty, nobility, luxury, power, ambition, wealth, extravagance, creative, creativity, wisdom, dignity, grandeur, devotion, peace, pride, mystery, independence, and magic. <laughs> Nothing related to death in that entire list. That was impressive, brother. <laughs> uh, yeah, so apparently color uh, purple is the color of death and yellow is the light of immortality. I guess. And now you know. Uh, so who's who? Uh, we can't talk about who's Clara. She wasn't here. Again, this is a... Uh, a uh, why was she not companion. in this? Uh, I don't know. That's that like, was the when he came when she came back. There seemed to like okay. they had a fight or something. So if you'll recall back to you know the tenth Doctor's era years ago, the the companion light and the Doctor light were done for production level reasons. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you had the Doctor light episode so that you could take the actor playing the Doctor and go do something else with him that week. 
and use everybody else to film, you know, that episode and then vice versa. You would have to yeah. do a, a companion light episode so that you could do something else with a companion. So it made sense because for a few seasons there, it seemed like we would get a doctor light and then a companion light. Yeah. And that makes sense, right? Yeah. You split them up, you film two different episodes and you do your thing. Um, if you remember the first doctor light episode that we ever had was blink, which was missing both the doctor and the companion. Remember that? Yeah. It was like yeah. it was like so it was only Doctor Who in as much as Doctor Who showed up at the end. <laughs> and we used those characters later. Uh oh, we also had um Love and uh, Monsters. Love and Monsters was was uh Doctor slash companion light. It was again, it was like yeah. here's a story that takes place in the Doctor Who universe, but the doctor's barely in it. Um so they hadn't done this for a while. I don't remember, surprise, surprise, if we get a Doctor Light episode later on in the season. Or, or in other words, I don't know why the Wikia didn't point out why this was a companion light episode. It just, it was for whatever production mm. level reason, probably, uh, Clara was not around for this one until the very end. It was, it, by the way, was it jarring for you guys when she showed up at the end? Not really. No. It was I, weird that they bothered to put her in there at all. Yeah. I was like, that's kind of what I mean. Huh? It's like the doctor had this, it, you know what it felt like when, when she came through the door, there was a moment where I went, oh yeah, Clara, which huh. is weird she because she's been around for like three seasons like, huh. and, or two and a half or whatever. But also it was like, it kind of felt like the doctor got caught, like, like cheating on her. <laughs> like he was off Galvin, which we've seen happen before. Yeah. Like 11 did this a bunch. Um, so it, it just, I don't know it, that. That ending was jarring. It was like, it was also, it was also because it was just so we could throw her into the back of that picture. Yeah, that's that's very true. That was that was weird though. What I thought was interesting was that you have this very heavy episode, and the doctor is obviously dealing with this. Going, have I made an enormous mistake? And then have I made a mistake again? Yeah, because remember at the end of the last episode. He said, have I made yeah. an, an enormous mistake, basically? And then this go around, now he's like, well, now what have I done? Is it even worse? And then in walks Clara, and he's like dealing with this and doesn't even talk to her about it. Yeah. It's just kind of weird. So we got we got zero explanation as to why he was traveling without Clara and why he was there. And Oh, no, no, no. He was there because he was tracking down the the device. Thing, he, was using, was. he was using the, the Curio scanner. That's right. So at any rate, who is, I just said, let's not talk about Clara. She wasn't in this episode. And then we spent 10 minutes talking about Clara. Who is a shielder? So who is a shielder? <laughs> she doesn't remember that name. She doesn't remember the village. Did y'all see how shocked the doctor was about this? Yeah. yeah. Which, like, why? she changed her name okay. in 800 years. So, okay. So amazing. Let me ask you guys, though. He's older than her. Uh-huh. Yeah. He remembers Gallifrey. Well, that's because he, he has a, a bigger brain. Oh, okay. She said, that. with my limited mind. But people change. Like, the doctor should know that because he's with people all the time, constantly. He literally like, regenerates. <laughs> yeah. I, I thought it was interesting that, that she said it's the trouble of an infinite life and a normal-sized memory. Um, yeah. I actually wrote this down. You know, 800 years, and she's forgotten most of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, I it got me thinking you know, would it really be this way? Like if we could, if human beings literally could live for 800 years, 
would it be like this? Would it be that after a hundred years, you know, everything prior to age 30 is just gone? Because probably we have, we have something similar to that in that most of us don't remember anything of the first few years of our lives. Yeah. But But I think that's everyone. Well, not only is it everyone, but I mean, imagine how much stuff that's more developmental in the past year though. Like, well, how much do you remember yeah, the but, big stuff? But, you still, but your name and where you live, name. yeah, and yeah, and the village that you grew up in. We remember, but our she name remembers the doctor, the person that she time. saw one time. Okay, that was the thing. Was like, I think she said you would remember the guy who saved your life and made you immortal or something like that. So yeah, I, I but, get that. But you makes still sense. remember like what he looks like, his name. Like, sure, you would remember that someone gave you an immortality chip, but like, would you remember <laughs> exactly what he looks like? I can't be able to recognize him. Forgetting your name because, like, if no one's calling you that anymore, yeah, you don't ever use it unless you introduce yourself as that. Okay. So for the first 15 years of my life, I went by Travis. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's my first name. And I uh, moved in the middle of high school. And I had, for a few years, I had wanted to go by Austin. And I even tried it once and it didn't work because everybody already uh, knew me as Travis and it just yeah. it didn't take. And so I moved and I was like, hey, here's my chance. So I started just introducing myself as Austin, right? So for most of my life, I'm, I'm 39 now. So for 24 years, I've been Austin. For 15, I was Travis. And let's face it, for the first four or five of that, I don't have any memories, right? Yeah. Yeah. So for the vast majority of my life, I've been Austin. But if I walk into a room and somebody says, Travis, I'm going to turn my head. That's fair. Now, granted, I'm not 800. Yeah. So maybe it's different. And you didn't go by that name for the first 20 years out of the 800 and then change your name. I mean, right. Yeah. Yeah. Granted. Uh, so, I, and th- and that's the thing is we don't have a, a reference for this, but I do wonder what is the human mind truly that limited in memory? Like I know, I mean, there are those people that remember especially everything and then okay, you're like, okay, obviously. maybe the human memory is actually but, really good. But here's the thing, like big events, especially ones that are traumatic you definitely remember those. And then she has been journaling, which by the way, I did yeah. have one small historical continuity problem there. This was a uh this was a woman who could write in like the ninth century. Yeah. Like, really? Yeah. Like like the thirteen hundreds, yeah. Black Death. She was uh-huh. keeping a thorough journal. Um, which by the way, she, not only keeping a journal, keeping a journal in a book that would have cost as much as her village that the, she grew up in. I by mean, the that way, was a how did she book. get like yeah. 9,000 of those exact same books? I, they were all these I don't, same books. I, I, you know I, really I definitely love? had a problem with that too. Is when the doctor went to the middle of a bookshelf, pulled out the volume, and it was the first one she had written. No. Yeah, that was what? weird. Was that the first one she had written? <laughs> oh, wait, was it? No, I think. Oh, she's yeah, been, it was because describing her oh, life in the village. No, no, no. Worse than that. Worse than that. He turns to like the middle of that book, yeah. and it's like today is the day I died. Today is the day I began my eternal she life. Write, or whatever. But she can't count and organize. Apparently, maybe maybe <laughs> she's she wrote been, them all out of order. She's like, been writing them since she was born, and she just happened to have like twenty of them. Oh, is that what it was? And that <laughs> she was, was she was already an avid journaler. Yeah, <laughs> like fifteen had dozens yeah. of books. Okay, but here's the thing, right? 
Um, if you write those, if you experience these traumatic things, these big monumental events, and then you write them down, like you're going to remember that. And she seems, she says that the only reason that she remembers her three children dying of the black (laughs) death is because she wrote it down. Really? Reads it every once in a while. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, By the way, I did love the line where she pulls out, pulls out a journal, drinks some, some kind of wine said some kind of wine and has a little me time yeah me time i just like to imagine her name is me no like every couple of years (laughs) opening those books up again and stumbling upon all her past traumas and whatnot (laughs) oh i know right and i mean i guess okay so there have been years in my life where i have kept uh kept journals sometimes like every single day and then other times it'll Mm -hmm. be months in between and then sometimes i'll go years without writing anything down and sometimes when i go back and read those i go oh wow like i was a completely different person then Mm. and i felt differently about this or that or the other thing or i will have written down about an experience and i'll go oh i i now that i'm reading that oh yeah but i haven't thought about that in years but again to me it's like your name like at no point have i been reading through my journal and go that's right. My they name used was to call awesome. me Travis. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. I used to live in Virginia. Pre- yeah. Oh my gosh. Like what was Virginia even like? I don't even remember. Also, <laughs> I just, I really want to talk about why I hate her name being me because it's what? dumb. Yeah. It is. It is dumb. Yeah. It's, she has to have a name. Okay. No one has the name me. me. The fact that people would call her lady me is stupid come up with a name that that okay but here's what she said every other name died with whoever knew me i'm just me singular unattached my own companion yeah by the way in a companion light episode i thought that was that that's a cool like explanation of it but that doesn't make it a good name because that means these people should have a name for you their name for you should not be me no no no. her point is she's gotten tired of coming up with these names because it's just something that is going to be attached to her that's going to die with the people who knew it. Come up with a name and Keep use it that every name. time you that meet name. someone new. Yeah. That's I what the doctor it's, does. It's just his it's name just is supposed to exp- uh, to express to us how detached she has become from humanity yeah, and from her still, own identity. Is that she? Just say just I don't have me. a name. Just be Mrs. Just be Lady. Don't be me. I mean, they had they had to give the extras something to call her, I guess. So just Uh, call her Lady. She makes the statement: ten thousand hours is all you need to be an expert. By the (laughs) way, there were there were some moments in this in this episode where it was it's obviously hard to write from the perspective of an immortal who hasn't been to the future yet. So the the concept of 10,000 hours is all you need to be an expert. That's a relatively new idea. Yeah. That's something that somebody yeah. said, wrote in a book like 20 or 30 years ago. Right? <laughs> so it is not a concept that she would have had in the 1500s or whatever. I can't even remember what time frame uh, we were in in this episode. Um, but, and there were. No, there were, she's lived long enough that she's figured that it, out. <laughs> she figured it out on her own hundreds of years ago. Um, but yeah, yeah 10,000 hours is all you need to be an expert. 100,000 and you're the best there's ever been. I don't That's have to be true, indestructible. I'm superb. What? 
That's, what? That's no. How? What? How is that not true? That would be if you spent ten times as good as an expert. Yeah. If you spent a hundred. By the way, ten thousand hours takes a long time to get to. A hundred thousand hours of shooting a bow and arrow. You would definitely be the best archer <laughs> who has ever lived or I mean, ever will. Some people train that much, though. Not a hundred thousand. No, not a hundred thousand hours. That is a long. Time. I mean, maybe. <laughs> maybe. <laughs> Someone must like have, have trained some at something now. for that much. I don't think anyone could have if they wanted. That would be eleven and a half years. Literally 24 hours a day, day and night, without breaking to eat or go to the bathroom or sleep. That just means for work. 11 and a half years. That just means training for like five hours a day. We are talking if someone had the mental fortitude to keep up doing something for their entire life. Would you say five hours a day? Yeah, like five hours. Okay, so 20,000 days, which is 55 years. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. So yes, train for five. And I love, by the way, I love that you said that's only training for five hours a day. As People though, do that. Yeah, there are some people who do that. But A, they definitely don't do it seven days a week. And B, they don't do it while they have a job. Yeah. Also. Unless the thing that they're doing for five hours a day is their job. That's when, normally how people get that crap done. That's how gymnasts and mm-hmm. bodybuilders and, yeah. all, and actors. And most you know, skills. By the time you're 55, you're not going to be doing them as well anymore. You don't <laughs> but, have the oh, spryness yeah. that a <laughs> yeah. shoulder has. No, no, no. But, but that's assuming, by the way, you're, what you just described, Corbin, is that a baby is born and you put a bow and arrow in their hands. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, and they train five hours every she was, day. So she was 15. She was 15, right? When she died? Was she? We keep saying that, but I don't I think know she what was, her age I think was. she was 15. So you're talking about if she did, starting the day that she woke up immortal, she decided to become an archer and trained for five hours a day. When she turned 70, <laughs> she would reach 100,000 hours. Mm-hmm. Which is nothing mm-hmm. for her because she's you, immortal, but... Right. For, Meaning you know, how many, how many things has she become superb at? Because if she, I don't know, because anything she wants, but given it, enough but that, time. Right, yeah, yeah, exactly. So I did love that line, though. I don't have to be indestructible. I'm superb. So because because that's the thing, right, is, you know, the doctor faces this. There's this is one of the forms of immortality in sci fi. You know, the uh, Highlander dealt with this Highlander um, revolved around these immortals on Earth who didn't age, didn't get sick and die, but if you cut their head off and took their power, yeah. then they would die and this kinds of things. Um, so this is one of those forms where she could be killed, but she wasn't going to age, get sick and die. Or if she got sick, <laughs> like she's, I got better. Uh, <laughs> she, she got the black death and she got better. Uh, so that was great. Um, she was a wife, a daughter, and a mother. She was a soldier, a queen, and now a master thief. I love, love, Does love. She remember being a daughter? How is she not taken the over the world yet? Does she remember what? Does she remember being a daughter? Because she was only one once at the very beginning of her very long life. Yeah. Well, I mean, she remembers you it when she reads the journal. You don't stop being a daughter just because your mom dies or your well, mom and dad die. You kind of do. I, well, kinda. 
you stop playing the role of a relationship is gone. (laughs) Well, yeah, but that doesn't make you not a daughter. Kind of does. Um, she makes the, she says the line, uh, you didn't save my life. You trapped me in it. Oh, that's like an interesting way of looking at immortality. Um, and, uh, lastly, she talks about being the patron, excuse me, the patron saint of the doctor's leftovers. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) So while he's saving the earth, she'll be busy saving the earth from him. That was uh, an interesting twist on their relationship there. Uh, Who is the doctor? No puns and no banter. (laughs) He says, I'm on record as being against banter, to which the Wikia pointed back to Robot of Sherwood. uh, That he kept kept like, no more banter. I don't like this banter. Uh, You've got your dad as your sidekick? (laughs) (laughs) That was such a good like granddad um, though. What do you mean? Uh, yeah, right. Yeah. Her She's dad. Like granddad. Yeah. Uh why didn't what was this? Uh why wouldn't he take her with him? Oh yeah. Why would the doctor take her with him? Yeah. I don't know. Why wouldn't he at she least is, take her off planet? He, where she can okay. explore everything. That's what you yeah, kept saying. Take right? her to Gallifrey. I don't know. It's something. I mean, take her either take her into the human future where we're we're leaving the planet, right? So there's more to do and explore or take her, keep her in the present time, but take her to a civilization that is exploring the galaxy, right? Give her, give her plenty to, to see and do, but why not just take her? Why not make her a companion? I I don't understand it. I just see why it would be bad. I can see why that would be bad to have two immortals running around and like, like the doctor has companions, I, I so he doesn't go off the deep end. They're there to like yeah, but you chain him have, down and remind him that some people you can have, have lives. her and Clara. Like I don't understand. Not really. the doctor, yes, why the not? doctor has not had more than a companion like at all this series, except you know well, Rory. No, and not Amy. this. Yeah, I was gonna say there have been plenty of times where he's had multiple companions. Didn't he have like three in the there first was a time- episode? Uh, oh yeah, the yeah. Very yeah. For first, the first episode, first couple of seasons, he had uh, yeah, yeah. All at the very start, yeah. But in New Who, it's normally been just okay. Well, companions. the next Doctor has three. Yeah, I know. They were like yee haw. <laughs> um, next season, he's gonna have two. <laughs> By the way, wait. I still, <laughs> I still think it it's better with just I one. I don't, I don't. I don't like. I'm glad that they finally did explain that. I don't agree with the explanation. But when he just said it wouldn't be good, I was like, why? What? Like, explain it to her. But then, like, Corbin, Corbin kept going, then take her somewhere else. Like, I, I'm I'm with yeah. you. I didn't understand why you would leave her um, so on she has planet. to stand around for the next 300 years till space travel is invented. Probably longer than that. What time period was this? Uh, yeah, I mean, even if it was the 1700s, that would put her in modern times and we're not exploring space yet. Yeah. Not really. Um, so yeah, at any rate, um, let's see. Um, he tells, uh, the guy, I just want you to attack first. Then my conscience is clear. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, huh? Okay. So this time he just said it out, (laughs) right? If I can provoke you to punch me first, then I'm not guilty when I punch you back. Basically. Mm -hmm. It's like the, uh, you know, uh, playground rhetoric there. You take the first swing, take the first swing. I dare you. Uh, that way you can tell the principal you were just fighting back. Except in y'all's in y'all's it's, day, mm. it doesn't even work, does it? Yeah, it's no. worse for us. If you <laughs> fight back, you're still punished. Uh, yeah, that's, it's that's dumb. dumb. Yeah. Um, 
He's so used to leaving behind companions, knowing that they will blow away like smoke, but she endured for centuries. This was weird where, you know, he left Sarah Jane Smith, right? And then accidentally bumped into her, what, six (laughs) regenerations later or whatever. And it was weird, but it was a couple decades later for her. Not 800 years. This was 800 years down the road for his children. It was, it was, it was a weird thing for him to have to, uh, to experience. You know what, what struck me the other day, um, at some point in the last few episodes, we made reference that Ian Chesterton is, was listed. So Clara's teaching at the Coal Hill School, right? Mm-hmm. Which is where Doctor Who began. That yeah. was where uh, Susan Foreman was a student. Ian and Barbara worked there. And Ian, apparently in modern, in New Who, Ian is still alive and still at Coal Hill School. Oh my God. Which is just bizarre. Yeah. To think about, like the fact that he didn't... He's um, like 90, but he's still there. Well, I mean, okay, that that's fine. But it's just weird that they would throw in that little Easter egg, right? And then have it that go nowhere. His, they just, it's literally his name is on a board somewhere as like the headmaster. The doctor doesn't go say hi at all? Yeah. Like, why is it that no, sometimes it he's that. all nostalgic and wants to hang out with people and, and whatnot, and then sometimes... He's not even, maybe that's what it is. He's not even thinking about it. We saw the sign. Maybe he didn't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it is just kind of bizarre um, to think that uh, his one of his very first companions is still alive and kicking <laughs> in in continuity, um, but he just, he, he doesn't, re- doesn't do anything he doesn't with that. interact with them again. You know, yeah. it's, it's so bizarre, but here it happened and it was centuries later. So it was just uh, a little bit weird mm-hmm. uh, perspective for him. So the doctor says, uh, yeah, okay, we, we kind of touched on this. People like us, we go on too long. The last thing we need is each other. We need the mayflies. Thanks, doctor, for uh, calling me a fly. That's, that's yeah, awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> jerk. <laughs> uh, and then, oh, okay, and then we get back to um, Clara coming on board, and the doctor says, are you going to stop traveling with me because I said a thing? <laughs> oh, he knows <laughs> <that> too well. <laughs> that was such a great uh, little little callback to the spat that they had where she's like, you clear off doctor and you get out of here and you go far away and all this kind of stuff. Guys, news in the hooping is also brought to you by listeners like Victor, Jared and James. If you find value in what we do like they do, and you want to give a little bit of value back like they do, here's what you can do. Do 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 do. Corbin's just shaking his head. Uh, head over to noobsinthehoovian.com slash support and just click on something. Click, read something and do what it says. Click on Donate it. $2 million. Dumb. I'll go update the page. <laughs> <laughs> noobsinthehoovian.com slash support. You can become a supporting patron of family-friendly independent media today. All right. Um, so we have a spot here for Can We Talk About? I think we've talked about immortality uh, about as much as the episode did. So well done, gentlemen. Uh, that brings us down to our classic Who connections. Let's hear what Jared has to say for, uh, say for us, to us. See what he's got for us to say to us today. Hello, noobs in the Whovian. This is Jared with your classic Who connections for the woman who lived. So the doctor mentioned to me or Ashley Deer, I don't know what we're calling her now, uh, I'll just call her me, uh, mentioned to me that the Great Fire of London was coming, and she responded that she perhaps starts it. But he corrects her, cor- he corrects her that it was started by the Terraleptils. 
Now, this was in reference to the serial The Visitation, which was with the Fifth Doctor. And since I don't really have a whole lot of other connections, they'll go by quickly. We'll go into a little bit of a history lesson here, uh, especially if you're not from England uh, and might not know about the Great Fire of London. Uh, So according to history books, not according to Doctor Who, but according to history books that you could find today, uh, the Great Fire of London was happened in the year of 1666 and it began in a bakery on Pudding Lane. Uh, Just to give you a brief idea of the scope of this fire, it raged for five days, destroying an estimated 70,000 Londoners homes uh, out of a total of 80,000. So almost all of the homes in London uh, were destroyed in, in that five days of burning. Uh, most of the blame uh, for the severity of the fire was put on Lord the Lord Mayor of London at the time, which was Sir Thomas Bloodworth. He hesitated to allow buildings to be destroyed. Uh, the, the fire breaks were a normal firefighting method of the time. Basically, you tear down buildings uh, so that the fire wouldn't spread beyond the current damage. You tear down buildings around the fire, and it, it broke the fire, wouldn't allow it to spread. You have to imagine a city full of thatched roof buildings at the time. And so you can imagine thatch would go up like a tinderbox very easy, very quickly. So the Lord Mayor was uh, reluctant to tear down these buildings uh, in order to stop the fire. Uh, He made a uh, reference that uh, it, when he left, as the fire was still burning and the firefighters wanted to tear them buildings, he said he couldn't. You couldn't. He made a reference uh, that's still popular uh, today. You know, still quoted today uh, about how easy it would be to just simply put it out. Um, it's a bit of a, a, a crass uh, line, so I won't say it here. But we'll keep it family friendly. But anyway, it was supposedly it was easy to put out. Well, by the time he made the call to destroy some buildings and make some fire breaks, strong winds had picked up and swept the fire through the city, and it was then out of control, and there was just, there was nothing they could do to combat it at that point. So, enough of the history lesson. There's your two-minute history lesson on the Great Fire of London. Uh, Now on to the Doctor Who version. See, in the visitation with the Fifth Doctor, they say that the fire is started by the Fifth Doctor when he drops a torch in Pudding Lane. But it was spread, you know, that was a small fire that probably would have gone out on its own. It was spread by the Terraleptil's weapons, and that fanned the flames uh, and uh, grew the fire to the size that it was. And so it's interesting that the Doctor's putting the blame on the Terraleptil's. That could be because as the fourth Doctor in the serial Pyramids of Mars... He was blamed for starting the Great Fire of London. So maybe he's trying to, uh, you know, if, if he hadn't been there, if he hadn't been uh, meddling with time and, and traveling, as it were, and dropping the torch, it wouldn't have happened according to Doctor Who uh, uh, storyline. Um, but also, if it weren't for the Terraleptals, it wouldn't be there. So he was, of course, there because the Terraleptals were there. So uh, who's to blame? Who knows? Um, but uh, interesting that... He, he makes it clearly, he put, puts it in this episode clearly on the Terraleptals. All right, moving on to other connections. While there is no TV series evidence of the Doctor being at the Battle of Agincourt, uh, the fourth Doctor said to his companion Leela that he 
that, uh, that sorry, that Leela, that she would have loved the Battle of Agincourt in the serial The Talons of Wang Chang. So as you might recall, uh, they, they mentioned, uh, me mentions being at the Battle of Agincourt, um, and the doctor talks about that. So uh, there. And so then finally, <clears throat> Sam Swift calls me uh, Dandy Pratt. And in The Three Doctors, uh, the first doctor calls the third doctor a dandy when they first meet. So that's it. That's all I've got for the classic Who connections. Uh, I didn't actually, I didn't love this one. I liked the, you know, the the girl who died. I, I liked it okay. It wasn't wasn't phenomenal. I didn't. I like this one less. So it just, you know, more of a feeling thing. I don't know. There was there were some good parts to it, of course. Uh, I, it was a decent story, but it just didn't hit me as anything stellar. So uh, we'll just leave it at that. And I'm going with 6.5 out of 10 punny names. Uh, now, I don't really know because I'm recording ahead of the, the noobs and the Whovian. Uh, but I don't know if you talked about how the name Nightmare is a pun because uh, highwaymen also were called Knights of the Road then. And a mare is spelled mare as in a female horse. So she's and knight is spelled K-N-I-G-H-T instead of N-I-G-H-T. So she's it's a pun. She's a nightmare, a female knight of the road. So 6.5 out of 10 punny names and nothing really creepy uh, that I can recall as of recording from the from these uh, show so, or episode. So I'm just going to give it 25 creep levels because 25 for, for, you know, no real reason. Anyway, that's it. Thank you to Noobs and the Whovian for having me on. And thank you to the TARDIS Wikia for some help with the Classic Who Connections. And I look forward to bringing you more Classic Who Connections next time. All right. So, uh, I yeah, I, I did not get the nightmare pun. Yeah. At, at yeah, all. Yeah, I know. Like, I didn't even notice that it was spelled with a K. Same. At I all. I did not get that. It was yeah. like on a poster once in the background. Oh, it was oh pretty was? easy to miss. Huh. I was thinking in the in the closed captions or something. I didn't even notice it there. Uh-uh. Uh, so in, <laughs> interesting. I was too busy noticing the Leandro. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you. I guess you would call that a pun. Would you call that a pun? I mean, it's not really Ryan, a pun. No, it's just kind of stupid. Yeah, it's just a dumb name in general. <laughs> it was very uh, J.K. Rowling. Wasn't yeah, it pretty all yeah. R- Rowling esque? You might say black dog or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. yeah, what was it? Sirius, Sirius Black? Uh, yeah. And he's a mm-hmm. black dog. He's, whoa, his name is Dogstar Black. And he's name a black Lupin. dog. Wolf. Uh, wolf. Yeah. <laughs> Wolfy face. Uh, so at any rate, guys, uh, Jared gave it 6.5 out of 10 punny names. Uh, Corbin, what do you think? Uh, I thought it was kind of boring. I mean, there was just yeah. so much talking about immortality. And pretty much all the action in this was... Uh, right at the very end where it's like, oh, and now the aliens are all coming through out of nowhere. Yeah, and like then, a different d- plane of existence. <laughs> I just love that betrayal happened so quickly. Like, they were building up to the fact that the lion was going to betray her. Uh, yeah. For Eventually. For episode. Eventually. Yeah. One day, out there in the great beyond, he'll, he'll you know, once y'all have an argument, he'll bite your head off. So are we finally like, going to go? The portal's no, not going anywhere. Yeah, the portal's not even done opening yet. It's like not a done deal. And by the way, 
What did they use to evaporate Leandro? I don't know. He was like, forgive me, my brothers. <laughs> yeah. I just it's love like, what the, heck was the that? action was so fast because it's like, you know, <clears throat> he betrays her before the portal is done opening. Right. She immediately flips sides. What are we going to do? Heal the guy. And in two minutes, like yeah. the, entire the entire thing alien was said attack has been just yeah. completely. Yeah done away with and and one one last thing on you talked about how fast she turned how about how completely she turned because yeah. at the end of the episode <laughs> yeah, she's right. smiling oh, and happy and jovial with the doctor <laughs> oh old friend yeah didn't we have so some I, good times old buddy old friend who i betrayed 30 minutes ago. <laughs> <laughs> yeah half of a jug of ale ago <laughs> Jeez. anyway so what's your score <laughs> I'm a, I'm a all say. that to say uh, seven out of ten really old guys. Okay. Um, I'm yeah, I'm gonna give it seven lionos. Lionos? <laughs> lionos? Y'all know who Lionel is, right? No. No. Is he one of the reigning lions? And, and or Chitara? And Chitara? And no. Pan- what? Panthro? No. Uh, what are you talking kit, about? Kit and cat? The cat thing, the cat show with the superhero cats. <laughs> Cats? Yeah, that's the one. <laughs> oh my gosh. I could not remember the name of it. Yes. Um no, that was my favorite thing about about Thundercats is that they were they that was their names. Lion-O, Chitara, Panthro. Oh my god. I'm all of a sudden I, there was Wily Kit and Wily Cat. Oh yeah. And I don't I remember, remember there was a there was a guy. There was a there was Chitara and then a guy and I can't oh, I can't think of his name. Skeletor. Save my life. Um best name ever. That, that was, that was, was not Thundercats. I know, so but weird. I mean, it's but do you know what the you, you know what the you know what the bad guy for Thundercats was? What was it? He was a mummy. You know what his name was? What, what was Mumra? <laughs> Mumra. <laughs> Mumra. So I'm gonna give it seven out of ten lionos, um, because yeah, this yeah. I, here's the thing. I think the best part of this episode was all the talk about immortality. Yeah. Because I'm obsessed with that concept. I like that. Of, that's why I loved the show Highlander, which Corbin, we should, we should look that up. Throw that on the list, Trip. Um, oh, we should watch. Um, okay. I've never seen the movies, but the TV huh. show I was big into in the 90s when it was on. Um, and just the idea of, of just enduring and having 100,000 hours to give to something. Yeah. Um, that's why part of why I love Groundhog Day. Right. You know, he's like eight to 10 hours a day, uh, six days a week, you know, a couple of months, you'll be a pro at throwing playing cards into a hat. You know, like, yeah, I love that, that concept. Um, but the rest of it, yeah, it's like, meh, it, it was lion man was dumb. Yeah. Um, yeah. He looked too Literally much like, lion he looked man. too much like the beast. And, nah. and it didn't like, I didn't get it. I didn't understand. Was he from a parallel universe from an alternate dimension, a different plane of existence? Yeah. Was he from beyond the dead? I like, I wasn't clear on what the heck was happening. If he wasn't yeah. a lion, it would have made the story better. <laughs> like if he was just the a guy with was shiny eyes. Didn't add anything. Yeah. And why did, what, what I, was about know. the eyes? So at any rate, so I'm, I'm just giving it seven out of 10 lionos trip. What about you? 7.5 um, Lady Me's just because. Okay. Because you hate that name? <laughs> yes. <laughs> like the Wait, episode. Corbin, Corbin, who was your really old guy? Uh, you gave he, 7 out of 10 really old guys. Yeah. Who's the really old guy? Clayton. Who, oh, uh, the guy that that was like her servant? Blind and deaf and like. <laughs> oh, yeah. All his other stuff. 
Okay. Uh, so Trip, I'm sorry, I cut you off. Seven seven point five out of ten, Lady Me's. Just because. Just. Okay. Uh, yeah. So Jared gave it twenty five out of five hundred creep levels. Uh, sure, I'm gonna go fifty, just because scary glowy eyes. Yeah, I was gonna and go Are you kidding that? me? How scary did we miss line. this? What did we miss? Clayton, the guy who plays Clayton, is the voice for the face of Bo. What? Excuse me? What? How did we miss that? What? I. That is amazing. Yeah, what? he's he's the Seriously? voice of the face of Bo. I don't know wow. what you get for not doing your research, Austin. Yeah, apparently. That was the wow. that was the voice of the face of Bo, which is the most convoluted sentence ever said. He shows up in Spyfall as well. Oh, okay. The voice of Oh, holy cow, that's Kosovan. like the most recent uh, ep- uh season opener. Yeah. Uh season 12 or whatnot, so um, okay, yeah, so I gave it 50 out of 500 creep levels, Trip. Uh, 30, just for mm. uh, weird <laughs> eyeball thingies. Yeah. That was pretty creepy. Trip, uh, Corbin, what about you? Uh, I had 10, I don't know. Except that it was also <laughs> pretty weird. Like, why did he just yeah. have... Oh, I'm not alone. Cheese. Freaking eyes. From oh, the, the glowy eyes. Yeah, that was that was weird. Uh, no listener input this week. It's been a little bit quiet around the old Facebook and email. Wink, so wink. Been, uh, yeah. <laughs> nudge, nudge. Say no more. Say no more. Uh, so yeah, we we always uh, love hearing from you guys. You know, I haven't even checked the reviews in a while. Actually, I need to go. I need to go check on that because mm. I haven't even looked. Uh, mm. at, at last count, I think we went a solid twelve months <laughs> without a yeah. review. So um, if you're out there listening and you haven't left a re- left us a review somewhere. Uh, whether it's on iTunes or somewhere else, uh, go leave us a review, send us an email, let me know about it. Uh, so the game plan is that next week we are finally doing our timey-wimey on Interstellar. We've um, only been waiting like a year. I know, yeah. So um, it is not on Amazon, excuse me, it's not on Amazon Prime, but you can rent it on Amazon. It's like two ninety nine or three ninety nine or something like that. You can rent it on Amazon. Um, as always, we'll have a link uh, to take you directly to that listing. If you use that link, it won't change your price at all, but it will help us out a little bit. So if you want to do that, that would be awesome. Um, you can also, I think it's, um, it is on one of the add-ons for Hulu. It's like FXM. I know the channel yeah. FX and FXX. <laughs> Apparently there's an FXM, which Damn. I guess is for movies, maybe. I don't know. So at any rate, uh, so it's out there. Um, it is not on Netflix. Um, it is not on Amazon Prime. It was on something when we watched it two years ago. Yeah. Because uh, I don't think we own it on DVD, and I know we didn't rent it. So at any rate, um, maybe we own it on DVD because I've watched do. it a handful of times. Anyways, so wherever you need to find it, go find it. Um, this is this is a fantastic uh, movie. I mean, it's just a great movie. Um, it's, oh gosh, what's the guy's name? Christopher Nolan. Yeah. Christopher Nolan. So, uh, get, get your, uh, surround sound system <laughs> cranked up and turn up the subwoofer. Whoa, whoa, and, whoa. Yeah. And get a little back massage, uh, from the, <laughs> you're going to get on the floor. Uh, cause it is full of, this one is like, if, if Batman and like inception have, <laughs> are known for boom, this one puts them to shame. There yeah. are moments of, oh, and by the way, um, suspense building music like you've never experienced anywhere. Okay, it's then. amazing. Some of the, some of the music that they do. So, uh, so we'll be watching that and discussing that next week. And then after that, we have another two parter, uh, the Zygon invasion followed by the Zygon inversion. Do they, 
invert a Zygon? That sounds disgusting. <laughs> yeah, they turn them inside out. <laughs> <laughs> Remember, they've got yeah. suckers on their tongues. So if you turn them inside out, then... Yeah, suckers. In their inside tongues. their tongue. That's right, yeah. So they, <laughs> what? Their, their tongues get attached to themselves. I don't know. <laughs> what are we saying? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, and then after that, I think, uh, I think we're just heading on clear into the end of the season. After that, we'll do um, Sleep No More, then Face the Raven, then the two-parter, uh, Heaven Sent Hellbent. Actually, I think we, we kind of talked about this. I think we're going to break this up. Heaven mm. Sent and Hellbent. Yeah. Much, much like the girl who lived and I'm sorry, the girl who died and the woman who lived are not really to be, I know it's said to be continued, but it's really not a two-parter. Yeah. It's a different adventure and mm. Hellbent follows on the heels of Heaven Sent, but I don't really consider it a two-parter. So I think we're going to break mm. that up. So we'll do Sleep No More, Face the Raven, then Heaven Sent, then Hellbent. Um, and then we have, guys, finally there, we have our final Classic Who Rewind, the eighth Doctor, Doctor Who, the movie. At last. It's finally We've here. We've been waiting last. so long. That's right. Um, <laughs> after that, guys, um, it gets a little bit wonky. Um, this is where we have the uh, Christmas specials with no season in between. Uh, so we decided we're going to break it up a little bit. So we're going to have uh, Heaven Sent, and then we'll have Heaven uh, Hellbent, and then we'll do the eighth Doctor. Then we'll have the husbands of River Song. Guess who's in that one? Uh, followed by we're gonna do this uh, a timey wimey. I think we're gonna do the skull. That one is a uh, short story. We haven't done a short story yeah. in like a long time, yeah. um, so we'll cover that. And then um, <laughs> we're having one that I labeled. This is not a Christmas Christmas special. It's not a classic Who rewind. It's not a timey wimey. It's a parallel universe. Because we're going to do, at, Doc, at at Corbin's behest, we're going to do Doctor Who and the Daleks. The oh, 1965 yeah. parallel universe, kind of unsanctioned so Doctor dumb. Who movie. Why? <laughs> it's going to be great. It's going to be great. It's um, going to be so stupid. Then we'll do uh, The Return of Doctor Mysterio, which is the next Christmas special. And then we'll be into season 10. So we've, we've got a little bit of... Um, a little bit of craziness in the middle there, but it should be a lot of fun. I'm looking forward to um, the Husbands of River Song is one of my favorite Christmas specials, uh, and I'm looking hmm. forward to covering uh, the Skull and then Doctor Who and the Daleks. I just I, <laughs> um, after that, guys, uh, way on down the road. I'm really jumping ahead, but um, we are done with Classic Who rewinds as far as our original plan. Can you guys? Do you even remember this conversation? <laughs> this was like two years ago. Yeah, we said we're gonna do one story from each of the doctors and we cheated yeah. a little because we actually did the first two stories from the first doctor because we decided to yeah. cover the Daleks because we wanted to use Jared's segment that we'd been sitting on for like six months. And so after we do Doctor Who the movie, we're going to be done with each of the classic Who doctors. And so Jared and I were talking, you and I, uh, the three of us kicked around some ideas. And what I came up with is the master plan. So what we're going to do after we're done with Doctor Who the movie we're still going to do classic who rewinds, but they're going to be called the master plan. We're going to go through and cover one story from each of the masters. Mm -hmm. So in the same way that we covered, you know, the first doctor, the second doctor, we're going to cover each of the actors that played uh, the master. Not every master story. Not every master story. Because we'd be, that would be a, a lot. Yeah. yeah. Um, it actually wouldn't be a whole lot more. 
It might need yeah. twice as many. Cause, uh, Wait, it, well, we have to cover the Missy stories and stuff or just Classic Who? Oh, this is just Classic Who. Okay. Because we're we're going to cover all of them. You know, we've already covered the master in New Who. Yeah. Like, we're already doing that. Um, so, at any rate, yeah, we're going we're gonna to go through and cover um, the master plan. And that's going to take us, um, if, if I've got it timed out right, if I remember correctly, that's going to take us pretty much through the end of the podcast. <gasps> What did he just say? What did he just say? Um, There's yeah. not infinite Doctor yeah, Who. Yeah, I mean, Doctor Who has a season that I still haven't heard when that's supposed to be coming out. I think I just heard that filming resumed, oh, which nice. means... Yeah, there's uh, there's a festive episode. Uh, a new it's finally been called a New Year's special, and that's coming out. And then uh, then there's, we don't know. There's at least one more season, but then it'll be a while between. And I think we're going to catch up. Jared and I have a have a uh, sneaking scheming plan that uh, Corbin and Tripp uh, gave us some ideas to help try and make it work. We're gonna try. Now this is a long ways off. We're going to try to time it out so that we catch up to season 13 in time to do it live on the podcast and not live as in (laughs) watching it while we record the podcast, but like (laughs) week by week covering it. So for once we'll all be noobs. It'll be great. So, um, that's, that's a a real flash forward on the old uh, schedule there. Yeah. So stay tuned one year from now. (laughs) Uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, we're, we're mapped out through, uh, through 2021 already. Like we've already got all that lined up. So guys, noobs in the Whovian is a production of master closet studios where it's always smaller on the inside. Your senior producer is me, Austin reason. Our audio engineer is this guy. I'm trip. Our production editor is the other guy. I'm Corbin. Special thanks to tardis.wikia.com for the trivia. Thanks to Jared for the classic who connections and shout outs as always to Victor, Jared and James for their Patreon support. Uh, head on over to noobsandthehoovian.com for links to all of our social media accounts, our email and uh, Patreon, all those fun things. Wherever you found us, make sure that you subscribe, leave us a rating and share us with a friend, not because we're a great show, but because we watch one. As always, my name is Austin. I'm the Whovian. These are my sons, Corbin and Tripp. And, and we're, we're the, the noobs. noobs. Until next time, be safe if you can, but always be amazing. Goodbye.